MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Back for another week. This week's episode will feature an interview with Blake Griffin of the Detroit Pistons. If you're looking for like heavy basketball talk, this won't be for you, but we got Blake talking about his basic, his off-the-court life, basically. Did a little basketball, talked to him about his uh, endorsements and his entertainment stuff and, all, uh, and some comedy. We covered a lot of ground. And uh, he was entertaining. Hope everybody out there had a good Thanksgiving. Producer Lou Pellegrino, how was your Thanksgiving? It was wonderful. It was wonderful? Wonderful. Is that like code for I spend too much time with family wonderful? Or no, really it was was won- no, it was okay. wonderful because I hit a three-team parlay on the Thanksgiving Day game, Very which nice. is always what great. What did you have? What's that? What did you have? What was the parlay? I just had the money lines. I had the uh, Bears, Bears winning. Cowboys, I had the Saints. Cowboys winning and the Saints Very winning. Nice. Correct. Very nice. I had the Saints that night. Yeah. And uh, I didn't bet the first game, but... Yeah. Um, and thanks to you because of your gambling podcast that you do. I, I give out the Saints every week. I, I love the Saints again this week. I don't understand how they're only minus seven at Dallas. I know the Cowboys are a national team, but mm-hmm. you, you you can't tell me the Cow- the Saints will not score forty again this week. They they are unstoppable. unstoppable. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't. I don't see you know that not happening. Yeah. I should say. Did you on Friday watch any of that Tiger Phil? No. Okay. Me neither. No. I have no desire to watch two guys play golf against each other. You want to have an open field with like 30 guys or do an NCAA's tournament style thing. You get yeah. 64 golfers and, you know, whoever wins a hole advances and it's a it's one and done, you know. I'm just fascinated. I couldn't care less about Tiger versus Phil, but I'm fascinated by the the problems Bleach Report had and the streaming and all that. Um oof, that was bad. And you know, they gave back all the money. And mm-hmm. I'm just curious about I would like to know what a user experience was for it. Um but I don't know. I was praying it wouldn't do well. I just think you open Pandora's box now where everyone's going to try to take your money with these stupid projects, you know, these fake exhibition things. And, you know, yeah. people are suckers and they buy it and not good. 
Not good. But that was a debacle. This was Tiger and Phil maybe 10. You know, it's almost like watching Pacquiao fight Mayweather. If this was a fight that happened 10 or Holyfield Tyson. But that's a legitimate event. It's not an exhibition. Oh, I know it's a legitimate event. I get it. But what I mean is these things have happened. This was a fake event. Right. But these things have happened, you know, way, 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 way late. Right. This should have Mm -hmm. happened a couple of many, many years ago. Right. You know, where you had both golfers and their prime. And then, then, you know, look, I mean, Tiger never really seemed to be an excuse maker. But now, oh, the Ryder Cup took a lot out of me. Okay. I have no use for Tiger Woods. After a while, it's like, all right, it's done. Yeah. It's over. Um, like I said, we got Blake Griffin coming up momentarily. Next week, Bill Burr doing Ooh, a podcast. Can't Looking wait. forward to that. Can't wait. One of my favorites out there, and uh, that should be good. So next week, Bill Burr. So if if you're not into Blake Griffin and you're into Bill Burr, subscribe anyway. And uh, we'll have Bill Walton in a couple of weeks as well. That's so always good. Subscribe, 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 rate it, review it everything it's all appreciated let's get right now to this interview on the sports illustrated media podcast with one of the best nba players out there blake griffin all right joining me now one of my favorite athletes and that's because he's funny we need more funny athletes like this guy blake griffin blake how are you i'm good man how are you I'm good. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. This is very nice because you're not even here to plug anything you told me. You're just doing this out of the kindness of your heart. So I thank you. Yeah. Just, just catching up with an old friend, man. <laughs> so <laughs> you've got it. I noticed that we're coming up. January will be a year since the trade. Are, are you sick of the questions mm-hmm. about, oh, what was it like to get traded from L.A. to Detroit and all that? you got to be sick of it, right? Oh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, at this point, I've just kind of – I think – we just all moved on, you know. I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm in a good place um, and happy to be where I am. So I, you know, it's just kind of it's it's an afterthought now. So I don't really give it much thought. I'm just you guys are playing well. You're playing well specifically. We're taping this after a 30 point night for you beating the Knicks. I'm just curious when you first got traded, were, were you just like uh, Detroit, and now it's not what you expected it to be or were you going into it with a positive attitude and it's turned out to be better than you thought? Cause I'm assuming this, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. It has gone fairly well for you and you're healthy and you're playing well. Um, is it what you expected it when you first got traded or are you being, are you pleasantly surprised since the trade? Um, you know what? I, I actually, I feel like I went into it with a pretty positive attitude. I mean, I, I, I was, you know, I'm just interested to kind of find out what it was like. And I, I definitely have been pleasantly surprised. I mean, just kind of getting, you know, Michigan and, and the area and all that. Um, it's been awesome. The people here are great. Um, you know, being from Oklahoma, it's just, this is much more of like a, a, a Midwestern feel. So um, it, it's familiar and, and uh, the, the organization's awesome. Um, they do everything, you know, very first class and, and take care of the players. So, um, it's it's overall been a, a very positive experience for me. I, w- I wanted to talk to you more about off the court stuff, and we'll get to that. I just have one last sort of current NBA question: Are, Do you secretly root against the Clippers? <laughs> <laughs> now you know what's crazy, man. Being on the East Coast or East Coast time zone, I don't. I, I barely even see their games. Right. Like I'll, I'll catch like maybe the first quarter or so, and. You know, it's like eleven thirty when the first quarter's over, and I, I'm not, I normally go to bed, so I, I I rarely get to see any them play at all, unless they're you know on the East Coast playing. But um, I never really experienced that. You know, being on the West, you know, you could watch every game, but out here, I miss all those West Coast games. Yeah, I was I was so bummed when LeBron signed with the Lakers only because 
I'm on the East Coast as well in New York, and you know, whenever the Cavs are on, I would love to watch LeBron. And then, you know, he's going to right. the Lakers. I can't stay up till one o'clock in the morning to watch those games. Yeah, exactly. So, but you didn't you didn't say though if you're rooting against the Clippers. No, I, I wouldn't say I'm I'm actually rooting against them, man. I uh, you know I still still got a, a lot of a lot of people that I you know I'm close with over there, and um, you know always always wish the best for them. So, like I said, and they're in first place, which I don't know. I thought maybe you'd be like, oh shit, let's you know, let's get them lower in the standings here without me. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a it's a long season, early season, but they're playing they're playing really well. So I wanted to really get into, I mean, one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on was to talk about your off-the-court stuff, because you seem like one of the busiest athletes in, in pro sports with the endorsements and the side projects. And I'm always fascinated, and this is me talking like a stupid fan more than anything, but I don't know, I think you have like a, a $170 million contract with the Pistons or whatever, but you do, I mean, your endorsement resume is pretty stacked. Like Levi's and Red Bull, Nike, Funnier Die, is Windview. I saw something with that. Is it, I mean, is it just like, you know, make as much money as you can now? Is it, you're, you're just, you do have these other interests and you want to do other things outside of basketball? Like, what's the motivation to do all the outside stuff? Uh, I think for me early on, it was, it was you know, I was taking on, on certain things here and there that um, I maybe wasn't necessarily as interested in, but now I think I've narrowed it down to things that I really um, either A, like, or B, I, you know, have a, a, a part of it, you know, and I, I get creative control in, in whatever I'm doing or um, whatever I'm whatever I'm making for, for that particular um, endorsement. So it's a little bit more strategic now. I feel like than than maybe when I first came into the league, um, just because, like I said, now I I, I really enjoy kind of the creative process and, and um, you know having my hand in 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 everything that I do. So um, I wouldn't say no. It's not just like make as much money as you do everything that you can, but it's about doing things that I really believe in um, or I enjoy doing. Well, and there's nothing wrong with making as much money as you can. I feel like it's like a taboo no, thing, no, but no, it, no. it shouldn't be. I mean, you're you know, you have this career for only so long. You might, you know, capitalize on it as much as you can. Sure, sure, sure. I, I mean, I, I think for me personally, it's, you know, I, I've turned down some things that um, I just didn't think that I would enjoy um, because at this point in my career, um, you know, I, I think everything that I do, I have to like really enjoy it or I'm going to, you know, end up having, you know, dreading it and, and not being as proud of the final product or whatever it is I'm doing. Um, and that, that was kind of a lesson that I learned early on. Now, the, a lot of douchebags on Twitter like to go after athletes for doing side projects. And I'm just curious, yeah. obviously, you're not going to run your life based on that. But do you try to do as much stuff in the offseason? How do you balance it offseason, in-season? <clears throat> I know you just did uh, the extremely popular Hot Ones series for YouTube. Yeah. Like, is that something you do in the offseason? Did you do it during the season? How do you balance it all? Um, for, so for, for something like that, I mean, the hot ones, I literally showed up at like, you know, four o'clock for this interview and I was out by like four thirty, four forty five, maybe. That's so impressive. I, mean, that's I can easily, that, yeah. I mean, it, Cause it was, I mean, they have a, it was 23 minutes. So that, that's, they must be a well-oiled machine. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's very easy. I mean, they, they, they have a, uh, a 
great process. I mean, they've done so many of them and it's so, so successful that they've really streamlined it. But yeah. so that's something that I would do like during the season, obviously, but anything, any like commercials or anything like that, I do all those in the off season. I always kind of, ever since I came to the league, I always kind of made it, made it a point to myself that like I would always set aside time first to work out in the morning or do whatever I need to do. So I don't ever like do anything without, you know, finishing my normal workout schedule. Right. Um, you know, in the off season, just because, you know, obviously the reason I'm I'm able to do all this and, and I am where I am today is because of basketball. So I want to make sure that that's, you know, always the priority. The the hot ones just came out uh, this week. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I had it in train of thoughts one day this week. So if you're a reader of my column, check it out there. How, how long after you were done filming that, were you still on fire? Um, you know what, by the time I got home, like the drive home was probably like 20 minutes. By the time I got home, I was good. Oh, okay. But <clears throat> that, I mean, <laughs> I got to like the third to last wing and they kind of warned me. They're like, this, this one right here is <laughs> going to be pretty bad. And I, I got to the third to last wing. I never felt that. So I, I, I thought I like tasted blood in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could feel something. I thought something was like coming out of my ears. I was, I was so yeah, it was it was an experience like I've never had before. I loved your line um, about are my ears bleeding. Yeah, that was a that was a genuine question actually. <laughs> the uh yeah, it does seem like you stick to you're sticking to I mean like the hot ones is very successful. You did the um the Jeffrey Ross Comedy Central roast battle, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh how much time did you take to prepare for that to to write your stuff? Um, I think uh, I want to say I'd had the conversation with um, with Jeff about coming on the show probably about three, um, maybe maybe three weeks before. Um, so then I had about three weeks to kind of prepare, but I was I had a couple other things going on at the time. So I think I really like that the week before. I think I really kind of like sat down and really um, started putting more more and more thought into it. Um, and then we filmed like on a Saturday, so. I was just kind of going back and forth, you know, figuring stuff out the week before that. Was that experience everything you hoped it would be? Yeah, it was awesome. It was it was so much fun. I mean, Jeff Jeff is is great at that stuff. I mean, he's such a gracious like host when it comes to that yeah. stuff. Um, that you know, they they make you feel yeah. a little bit more comfortable. It's not as terrifying as it it, it seems, but it was it's still yeah. pretty pretty, pretty nerve wracking. I'm a huge Jeff Ross fan. I was um <clears throat> you'll appreciate this as a comedy aficionado. I was very lucky enough a few years ago they did this it was Super Bowl weekend in New York and they had this uh they did a huge sixtieth uh, birthday party Howard Stern show in New York. Oh awesome. So I was lucky enough to go to that. Uh thank you Sirius XM. And um Jeffrey Ross and Joan Rivers together did like a little roast of Howard and oh. it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It's on YouTube if you haven't seen it. So check it out. But he, they were phenomenal. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah he's a, he's a, yeah. I mean, he's a hilarious dude, but an even better person. And he's, he's, I can't say enough good stuff about him. He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, and you have a production company, if I'm not mistaken. Is that I do. Now, I do. what is that uh, about? What do you do there? I started that like three three years ago, um, and basically just you know, like I said, um, sort of restructuring some endorsement deals here and there to to where I'm able to produce some of the stuff that I'm I'm actually in um, was kind of the the main idea at first, and then you know decided to kind of open it up and, and become a little bigger and do you know some feature stuff, some TV stuff, and and uh, a lot of digital stuff. So 
right now it's it's you know I don't I'm not super involved obviously during the season and the off season I have my hand in a little bit more but um, for me it's about kind of like laying the foundation um, and, and learning and the ins and outs of the, of the process of the business and um, you know also you know forging relationships and being able to go you know shadow you know other producers that I that I come across and um, and and, and kind of kind of take that approach because you know I didn't I wasn't able to go to film school or anything like that so um like I said laying the foundation for you know when I'm done to have something to step into and you've done acting obviously you did the movie the female brain and you did that broad city um is is like is that on your mind post basketball or do you not think that far ahead uh not really I mean it's not really I wouldn't say it's on my mind the things that I do now are just kind of like opportunities or or you know, if a friend asks me to do something, um, more so that than like, I, I'm not, I'm not actively out there seeking out, um, <laughs> acting roles at this point in my, my life. So, um, it, it's not really like a plan for the future. Right. Um, I enjoy it and I enjoy doing stuff with, with friends and, and, um, you know, funny people, but, um, yeah, it's not really like a, it's not, do like you think, a, do you think plan. when, when, whenever you <clears throat> retire, whenever that is, um, who knows, um, do you think you would stay in basketball or you would go into more entertainment? Um, I don't think I, I, as of now, I don't think that I would stay, you know, in, um, as far as like a coach being like on a, a coach or GM. anything, especially not right away. Yeah. Um, you know, I think like once I'm done, I'll want to take time and, and, you know, spend time with my kids and, and, um, you know, do some things that I, I haven't had the opportunity to do, but, um, obviously, you know, basketball is what I know and love. So, you know, you can never say never. Yeah. What, what do you, I saw you, you were plugging this thing called WinView, which I guess mm-hmm. is like an app where you predict plays. Now, all right, be honest with me. Don't give me like the BS. Like it seemed like a gambling thing, but you're not allowed to say it's a gambling thing. Is that accurate or? Well, it's, it's <laughs> I would say it's more of like almost like sports trivia, like meets, meets oh, okay. Um, fantasy kind of in a way like you can you can and that's why i liked it because it's basically like what i sit around and do with my friends like if i'm if you're watching a, a nfl game or an nba game and it's you know five seconds left some teams down one you're like all right who's getting the ball miss or are they gonna miss it or make it or somebody's going to the free throw line does he miss both make both or you know split like so you can like real in real time you can make all these um choices and bets and, and decisions um, and that's that's kind of why I like it because it almost like tests your your sports sports IQ a little bit. Yeah, but you need to have money on the line to make it interesting. Right. Well, obviously, there's that aspect too. So. <laughs> what do you, as a player it's, do you like with with the with the gambling being legalized? Does that? I mean, has the NBA said anything to you guys about you know be careful, lay low with it, don't get involved with it? Or um, I mean, the NBA is pretty no, progressive, no. but. We can't. I mean, we don't bet on NBA games, right? 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 Um, but I mean, you know, with with you know, football, I mean, guys are always the guys have their football teams, their colleges, you know, all 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 that stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I'm I'm sure you know, some guys are are a little bit more into it than others, but um, I mean, for the most part, it's all kind of like lighthearted stuff. That, right. You know, you do with your teammates. Right. Right. Yeah, I guess if you make 170 million a year, you don't need to be on like. Um, you know, WilliamHill.com placing wagers. <laughs> you know, right. you're, not yeah. looking to, you're not looking to pay some bills with, you know, the Saints minus seven over the Cowboys on Thursday night. Right, right. Um, you mentioned Oklahoma. 
Um, are you 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 do you watch the Browns every week for Baker? Uh, I I mean when I can I, I check them out. Uh, it depends on our schedule, but yeah, I mean I'm following him. I follow like you know, Oklahoma not having like a, a pro football team. You kind of just follow those Oklahoma guys wherever they go. So right. um, I'm always always rooting for the the, the fellow Sooners. And their college team not in the playoff, um, even though they have one loss. Is that right now? Right, right. as of now, they're not in the playoffs. But, I don't, you know, I don't take care of this Big Twelve championship. We'll, I think we'll, we'll have a good chance to get in there. I don't know if you want to get in there. You you face Alabama, Georgia, you may give up ninety five points basically with that Oklahoma defense. Yeah, I mean we're 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 uh, we're all offense this year, man. <laughs> that's that's the nice way to put it. We, we trust in Kyler Murray. So I want to I want to talk comedy a little bit here. Um, it, you you have a passion for it. I don't think that's an understatement. Um, yeah, I know you did. There's a YouTube. You've done stand up. Do you want to do more stand up, or was that like a thing you you did and you're over it, or would you still like to do that? You know, maybe down the road. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like trying to make like a career out of it, but right. it is something that's like very very fun like growing up watching uh, like all different kinds of stand-ups you kind of always imagine yourself and, and wonder if you could do it yourself so um it was like a fun thing to do but uh, I, you know i might work on some stuff here and there but it's not like a thing where i'm trying to you know put together an hour special or or anything like that but, what's a um, what's a better feeling when you when you're doing stand-up and you get that major laugh or a dunk um, I mean, it's, it's uh, I, I've only done stand up in, in pretty small venues, so I can't imagine, you know, doing something in like the garden or, or whatever, wherever it is and, and, uh, you know, selling out and, and crushing it. But, uh, so I probably have to go with the dunk, man. I, it's, uh, it's all I know. Do the dunks still feel good to you after all these years of doing them? Uh, yeah, the big ones for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, it's like a momentum builder and, and um, kind of gets you going, especially if it's it's been a slow game or a low energy game. You know, I feel like you've had so many of those major highlight dunks that for you it's just got to be you know, well, whatever, no big deal. No, they're still yeah. fun, man. I still still enjoy them. All right, Blake, hang tight for one sec. I need to tell the listeners out there that this episode of the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast is sponsored by Lightstream. The holidays are approaching, and you may be thinking about how you're going to save some extra money. Well, I've got a way that maybe you haven't thought of. You can consolidate all of your high-interest credit card balances to a lower rate and save money with Lightstream. Lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans from 6.14 APR with AutoPay. Compare that to the national average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. Big, big difference, 19% versus 6.14. You get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply from Lightstream. My listeners can save even more with an additional interest rate discount. However, the only way to get the discount, you need to go to lightstream.com slash SImedia. Lightstream.com slash SI Media. That's L I G H T S T R E A M dot com slash SI Media. Subject to credit card approval. Rate includes a 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. 
Once again, visit lightstream.com slash SI media for more information. Let's get back to Blake Griffin. <clears throat> so back to the comedy. Give me, give me and the listeners here, give me one sort of new school comedian they should definitely check out, like on Netflix or something like that. And one old school, if you haven't seen this, you've got to see it. Oh man, new school. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of depends on, it's hard for, it depends on your level of comedy knowledge. Like who, like if you're still watching people, um, <laughs> old school, like there's a guy, I mean, that I don't know if, if people don't really listen, listen to comedy. One of my favorite comedians, Mitch Hedberg, right. uh, passed away now, but, um, I mean, that's a guy who like, maybe not for everybody, but right. man, like, Every time I listen to him, it's always like blows my mind how good he was and how how unique of a style, um, <clears throat> unique of a style he had. Just for up and comers, man. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. You kind of stumped me on that one. Who would have thought that would be the hard question? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'll get back to you on that if I think of somebody. Do you? Does it bum you out a little bit? or a lot that um, sort of comedy is so restricted these days? Yeah, man. I mean, I think like comedians jobs are to talk about things that, that a lot of people don't want to. And, and now, you know, with, with um, the landscape of society and social media, I think that like things get picked up and things get taken out of context or, or things aren't quite told the same way. Like I always kind of like, I remember like the first time I ever met Dave Chappelle and I, um, story. And, and then I, I was telling like some friends about, you know, how I, I had met him and he was telling the story and I tried to tell the story he was telling and just, <laughs> just is not funny when I tell it, right, right. but it's hilarious when Dave Chappelle tells it, even if I'm saying it word <laughs> for word. And that's like the thing, man, like you can't like take what a comedian says because everybody has their own style, their cadence that, you know, how they, how they deliver things and right. you know you can't take it out of context and it still be the same. So yeah, it is a little frustrating, but I mean, you know, it's, it's just the way things are now. There also seems to be this new thing. I'm just, I'm just venting about what I'm, what pisses me off and you can just, you know, be my uh, like psychiatrist here on this, but there's like this new thing now too, where like we now go back, not we, but people go back and evaluate older stuff and, and do like these think pieces on, you know, whether it's, um, the beginning of Eddie Murphy delirious, which is really rough right. now, if you watch it now, and you know, even I've seen articles about, it, you know, they can never make the office even today. And it's just like, yeah, we all agree that, you know, <clears throat> that stuff was rough, but I hate that. Like people want to sort of take away your enjoyment. You know, the fact that you enjoyed it now is like sullied because it's, um, you know, not PC content. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's it, listen, like, at the time, like, I think you always do something that you're not necessarily allowed to, but what's what's politically co correct in that particular climate. And as it moves forward, I think, you know, you kind of have to remember that, um, you know, it, it hasn't always been the same. But, I mean, that's just in, in today's world, you're always going to get criticized for anything and everything. It doesn't matter right. what you do. I sort of feel like, yeah, I, I think there was, it was recently the anniversary of Delirious and I tweeted that it was still the single greatest stand-up show of all time and I got blowback from people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you could like, you could literally, I always say like, you could, 
say the most innocent thing ever on Twitter and you right. get blowback. Like, right. You just be like, man, I, I love, I love, I just had the best apple and somebody like, <laughs> like, screw you, man, I'm allergic to apples. You know right. what I mean? Like, exactly. That's right. That's how it goes. He's so inconsiderate, Blake. Think of the apple allergies. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> the um, apple haters. Yeah, yeah. I got like, I got a lot of people saying like, you know, that, how could you, you know, the first few minutes of that is so offensive. But, but then I also had people like, um, Raw is so much better than Delirious, and then that gets that gets me really angry. Like Raw is outstanding; it probably is the second greatest stand-up ever. But I still think Delirious is better. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm yeah, you can't can't argue that. And that's the same was, thing in his prime. He was yeah, he was up there. What do you think about the fact too? Like, as someone who is like a comedian, com- comedy historian, like the fact that he did Raw and Delirious and has never done anything since then in terms of stand-up. I, like the discipline he shows by that is interesting to me, and as a fan, it just sucks so much. Yeah, I think it kind of speaks to like the the craft of like stand up, man. It's like yeah, it's such a hard thing to do. It's, it just it blows my mind when guys are able to put together like you know five good specials, six good specials, or everything they do is really good. It's, it's just it's such a difficult thing, man. It's it's uh. It's impressive that he put together those two, and you know, like you said, like was able to <laughs> discipline enough to just kind of like stop. It's uh, and then I was I mentioned the office too. The other thing you get whenever you whenever I mention something about the office, I always get the British version was better. They can't, you can't yeah. people can't just let you enjoy whatever you want to enjoy. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I get that. You hear that all the time. They're like, oh, you got to see the British version, but. I don't know, man. The, the The Office is, I think, my one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It's up there with Seinfeld and, and yeah. yeah, Seinfeld and that are are are, are my two now, shows. Now, but what do you, where do you fall on Curb? I love Curb. Yeah, love Curb. It's probably like a third. I just can't like watch. I can't binge watch Curb because it makes me like an angry person. It makes me like <laughs> it makes me want like confrontation all the time. Right, right, right. Um, so I, I have to like watch it in moderation. Like the office and time told you can just watch like ten episodes in one day. If I watch ten episodes of Curb, I'll, I'll go, you know, right. into an argument. With you want to be Larry too. David? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I get that. I totally get. It. There's a scene in one of the episodes where he's like waiting online for it's either ice cream or frozen. Yogurt. I think it's frozen yogurt, and the woman in front of him yeah. is like taking like eight samples, and he's ready to like just you know burn the place down. And it's like who hasn't wanted to fight with that person in real life? Exactly. I, that, that's me right there. You, I was. I, I'm normally, go ahead. No, I'm normally very like mild mannered in, in day to day life, and right. I watch Curb and just ready to roll. That's that is great. Um, it's funny. I was watching the. I watched an episode of The Office recently, and they name dropped you. That what? I'm sure you've seen oh, that. Yeah. What is, What is that like for you when you see that for the first time? That was a big, big moment. I mean, the, I've, since The Office came out, I've watched it pretty much every week. I mean, I've seen every episode multiple times now, but yeah. I, I didn't really miss an episode. Um, so I think, and that was like late, late, late. In yes. The, yeah, it was like a season it, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still, it was it was it was awesome. Yeah. I uh, that was one of one of one of my most proud moments. <laughs> What's your favorite <laughs> Office episode? Oh man. You know, I just, I just recently, like probably for like the tenth time, just started from season one and I'm on season five right now, and like the seasons like 
three, four, and five right. for me are just so good. Like yeah. the, that's like peak office. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's it's tough to pick a, a single favorite episode though. Everyone usually says the dinner party. It's not uh, from, yeah. It, yeah, which is a great episode. <laughs> it is a good one. If you but not, I don't I don't know if I would go that with that one for my favorite, but it's a right. great episode. I um. If you've never, have you seen, have you ever gone on YouTube and looked up the office bloopers? Oh yeah, of course. I've they, seen every season yeah, of bloopers. Th- those are as funny as the show. I mean, it's great. You know, the John Krasinski yeah. laugh is pretty amazing. Um, yeah. The dinner part, I'm trying to think. I, for me, it's the, the second season, first episode, the Dundies. I thought that was like, that set the tone for the whole series. Um, yeah. But um, it's I, I want to get a favorite out of you. I want you to think about it. It's important. Man. Phyllis's Wedding is a very underrated episode. I feel like there's a lot of underrated episodes. What's the episode where Dwight kills uh, Andrew's cat? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) When she wants him to go feed him. Yeah, I do. Yeah, she wants him to... Go oh, to feed when, the oh, cat. When yeah. Michael hits Phil, when Michael hits, what's her name of the car? <laughs> uh, Meredith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meredith, because remember they have to go. They all have to go uh, see Meredith, and uh, right, right. <laughs> like check and see if she's faking. If a car hit me, it wouldn't break my. Head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> why, I, that that has a lot going on. I remember like watching that recently and be like, man, this one is so good. But they all like run together because yeah. I watch like five of them at a time. Right. You are right. It's all, I, I, I would go season two through five are just like peak television right there. Yeah. Not a bad episode in two through five. What do you, anything good now you're watching that people should be checking out? What, what, anything current? <clears throat> um, currently I'm not watching anything now. Um, that I would say, I mean, I really liked, um, I like Barry on HBO, the Bill Hader right, right, um, yeah. show. Uh, I mean, I'm big Silicon Valley. Um, I, you know, huge Veep fan. I'm not sure like where they are. They're where they're con- yeah, they they had to take a little break because uh, Julia yeah. Louis Drives had cancer. But they're sh- if you follow, I follow her on Instagram. They're shooting everything now. I think they're almost done. So I think oh. um, the next this next season's the final season, and it comes out I think in early 2019, like spring mm-hmm. of 2019. Yeah, um, I think else? I think that might be the most underrated show. Like to me, that's right up there with like Curb and Office. Like the ensemble where every character is phenomenal. I don't think Veep gets enough credit for that. A hundred percent. That that's, it blows my mind how like smart and good everybody is on the show. Yeah, she was so amazing those first few seasons. And like later on, now it's like like Jonah. I mean, Jonah is like yeah, yeah. phenomenal. Jonah's great. Um. Before we wrap up, I'm curious because we've we've talked negatively here about Twitter a little bit throughout this interview, and you used to I feel like you used to tweet a lot more. I don't think you do it that mm-hmm. much anymore. That was I used, was that a conscious decision to just get that out of your life, basically? Yeah, I think so. Just kind of like Twitter's a, a very negative place, and and I think more so now I just use it for news than yeah. anything. Um, just because I don't want that like negativity in my life, and it's hard to like. It's hard to like escape it when you like tweet all the time, right? You know what I mean. Like you right. just kind of like you, you have no choice but to like see everything. Um, so I kind of just like choose not to. It sucks because like to, like I think about that whole thing with uh, you know when you guys are trying to sign. I forgot what what who the, who was the play? Was it DeAndre Jordan when 
Oh yeah, yeah. Emoji. The emo- emoji. Yeah, and it's like war. yeah, and I feel like you know, <laughs> we're like we're all being punished because other people are assholes on there, and now you know, so many people like you don't really tweet that much anymore because, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a bummer. Listen, that's like the, that's the theme of the world now. We're all being punished because everybody else is assholes. <laughs> But meanwhile, everyone on Instagram is nice. I feel like I don't know. Do you feel like that way? Maybe you don't. Uh, no, no, no. You get. It's it's not as bad, yeah. But but you're a celebrity, so you. I mean, you're gonna get shit no matter what. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like the comments are. I think it, it's. I think if you compared like a tweet to an Instagram post, like the comments are like responses, then yeah, I think Instagram's better. What? Not to feed the negativity, put the negativity into the world, but I feel like you could have fun with this. What negative comments bother you the most? Like, you probably, like, do you get like about being injured or, you know, dating a Kardashian? Like all, like what, which are the ones that you're like, oh, go fuck yourself, basically? Um, I think, yeah, I think the ones where it's just like, I think the ones that are just like, are like, I'll, I'll see some that are just like, like, man, all like, it's still to this day, like, oh, all this guy does is dunk, like, he's one trick right. pony. And it's just like, man, you just don't watch basketball. Like, you, right. you haven't watched a basketball game since 2011. Like, if that's what you're still, it's like the misinformed trash talker. Right, right, right. It's just like, man, just stop, man. You, you're just so wrong. Um, I think that's the one that just like gets you the most. You're just like, all right. You just can't read the comments. I mean, that's all you know. Yeah, yeah. you just like can't. I said, it's, when, when you're when you're doing it all the time, it's hard not to see some of it. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's why I be. I don't know. I always thought Instagram was, I guess, nicer, but than Twitter. Yeah, but maybe. Uh, yeah, comparatively, sure. But <laughs> right, right. I don't know if I would call it a nice. <laughs> Did you um did you know I was when I was doing some research to prep for this interview because I'm a professional. Did you know what? that you're on Urban Dictionary of all places? Uh, I don't think so. No. What is the definition? Um, well, there's two. The first one says Blake Griffin, Donkey Kong with a basketball, and the sentence they okay. give is Blake Griffin is Donkey Kong with a basketball. Enough said. Enough. <laughs> Okay, Not well, I'll just kind of use the entire definition <laughs> in the sentence. Yeah, and then um, the other one is the poster. Well, this is old, I guess. The poster child of the Clippers who will dunk the shit out of you. He's also the sexiest player in the NBA, seriously. Hey, did you see Blake Griffin dunk on Gasol last night? Yeah, man, he shitted on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's crazy about that is I wrote all those. So, and then my definitions. All right. Well, that I mean, yeah. I figured once they threw in "sexiest player in the NBA," you you wrote that one yourself. <laughs> yeah, the dead, the dead giveaway. Yeah, because you, you, that's the place, our dictionary, where you want to, you know, who need, who needs Tinder and and uh, Bumble? You just you know, Urban Dictionary is the place to exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Um, good luck the rest of the season there in Detroit, um, and uh, don't be a stranger. Come on again soon. Appreciate you doing Absolutely. this with nothing yeah, to promote. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime. And uh, what what do you give me? Like a what else do you have? I'm looking at my list here. Do you, are, are these all your endorsements here? Levi's, Winview, Funnier or Die, Red Bull, Nike, Panini, America, Kia. Do you have more than that? Um, man, you're gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> I was gonna say, take a break, slow down. Um. <laughs> 
No, we'll just, we'll, just we'll, we'll go with those for now. <laughs> I don't want to get you in trouble, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't do Kia anymore. Oh. Um, what car do you jump over now? Um. <laughs> you need a car. I retired. You, you need I a car retired. sponsor. He's he's in Detroit. Don't make him answer that question. You need a you need a car <laughs> sponsor. How do you not yeah, have? Well, well, tune in, tune in next week, and I'll, I'll I'll update you. All these sponsorships and no car? That's like the slam dunk, you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like I said, I'm I'm taking my time with these things. Yeah. All right. And uh, like I said, keep up the uh, the good play. Happy to see you out there doing well there for the Pistons. Thanks, my man. I appreciate it. Good talking to you. <laughs> you too. Take it easy. Thanks. That wraps up this edition of the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. My thanks to Blake Griffin. Appreciate him coming on. Next week, we will have comedian Bill Burr on the podcast. And uh, a couple of weeks down the road, Bill Walton. So good lineup. If you don't subscribe yet to the SI Media Podcast, please do so. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Do you know about the Locked On Podcast Network? The number one daily sports podcast network. Locked On has a daily podcast on every NBA and NFL team, plus a growing lineup of college and MLB teams. You get a daily bite-sized podcast giving you the latest on your team from the local experts. Lakers fans, search Locked On Lakers. Cowboys fans, search Locked On Cowboys. Just search Locked On, your favorite team, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On, your favorite team. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.